and welcome to the Howling Monkey Reads Comics. Today is Sunday, September 6, 2020. Let's take a look at see what's happening in the funnies together, shall we? Well, it is Labor Day weekend. We've got a long weekend, uh, extra day off on Monday, so that that's exciting. I'm here with my co-host, M. M. how are you doing today? Good. You excited about the holiday? Yeah, no, you know, you're you're ready to go back to school, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, we're we're not going back till Tuesday, so we're gonna get to enjoy some time doing stuff this weekend, and that's one. And one of the things we're gonna do now is uh, uh, read uh, terrible comics. So with the, that's not fair. Some of them aren't actually terrible. That that's just uh, mean. I I don't. Well, I shouldn't have said that. I know. Well, we're really in the show. We're probably gonna say that again. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. All right, our first comic of the day is For Better or For Worse by Lynn Johnston. It's not For Better or Worse. It's For Better or For Worse by Which Lynn Johnston. Is not correct grammar. I don't know if it's correct grammar or not, but the expression is For Better or Worse. Uh, or maybe it is Or For... Whatever. No, it's not Or For... It might be. No, it's I, not. I, you, I don't know. I'll have to go look it up. Uh, but I'm not going to bother to do that right now because... Uh. Anyway, it's For Better or For Worse by Lynn Johnston. This episode, the mom is... Uh, Peeling potatoes and the dog is asleep. And how do we know the wait, dog's asleep? Wait, no, no, she's just oh, yeah, oh, she's peeling potatoes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> and how, how do we know the dog's asleep? Because it's got a Z. It's got a Z coming out of its head, so that you know it's asleep. And then she she suddenly falls backwards while holding a pot uh, on the dog. Although there appears to have been no movement that would have led her to do that. She just suddenly is like yeah, she, leaning backwards. She must have just like kind of, I guess, I don't know. Uh, so she's I mean, tripping in backwards. all of these necks, there's no movement that she's done. Right. She's just like standing there and suddenly she's ba- bending backwards yelling, yeah, with yeah. a pot. And then she's carrying laundry. I think that yeah. It looks like she's saying yay, but I don't no, think that's right. yeah. Because that looks like no, she's... yay is... Okay, whatever. No, I think you're right. I think yay is Y-E-Y-A-Y. Yep, it and, is. And this is and this looks like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dog. <laughs> then, Ooh, then, dog. Then the next panel, she's uh, She's, she's holding trip- a laundry basket and just goes, ugh. Tripping over the tri- dog. Then she's holding the baby and the dog's got its head in her lap. And then she... She's taking the baby to the crib, and as she comes back from the crib, once again, she inexplicably trips backwards over the dog, who bumps her and yells, Og. Then she trips over the dog while getting papers on the desk, and then finally she goes, Farley, that's the dog, Farley, what's the matter with you? Every time I turn around, you're underfoot. And then uh, she sits down on the floor with the dog, petting him, and says, I, I guess we all have insecure days. Joke here is that the dog is having a rough day, and she's recognizing that, and uh, he's underfoot because he needs attention. Can 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 she like read dogs' minds or something? No, no, no. She just she just uh, she just sees that the dog is sad. Cause look at those big old sad eyes on Farley there. That's the thing is that she's very sad. Really, you really can't see his pupils in that. So well, you can in the one before, and he just looks like he's sad. He's a sad dog who just needs attention. And in a sense, aren't we all sad dogs who need attention? <laughs> all right, our next comic of the day is the Born Loser by Art and Chip Sansom. In this episode, um. Mr. Born Loser is talking to his Uncle Ted and asking him what he's watched on TV. And Ted says, ah, I surf through every channel and there's nothing on. And uh, he said, well, wait, I think I see that you saved a program on the DVR. And he says, yeah, that's a documentary about the building of the Panama Canal. And 
the born loser goes, well, well, gee, Uncle Ted, why don't you just watch that? And Uncle Ted says, I'm saving that one when I need something to put me to sleep. And for some reason, now the, the whatever that, the uncle, no, not the uncle, the guy who's talking to the uncle. The born loser, yeah. The born loser, um, is like, kind of has an unsecure smile on his face he when does. he says this. I, he's kind of like, mm. it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of a weird smile, you're right. He's like, so, so when Uncle Ted gives that punchline, I'm saving that one for something I need to put me to sleep. He does have a little weird smile. Yeah, I'm like, like oh, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. And the, well, the joke, of course, is that uh, the documentary is so boring that that would make you fall asleep. And Uncle Ted uses that to help him sleep. Uh, so he's not going to watch it now because he does not wish to be asleep. Our next comic of the day, of the day is Thaves' Frank and Ernest. In this episode, Frank and Ernest are playing darts. And... Uh, one of them, I, forget, I don't know which one's Frank and which one's Ernest, but one of them throws the dart and it hits the wall and the wall goes pop and it drenches them in water. See that? And people run away in terror. There's a woman whose arms are flailed up in the air, screaming in terror, running away. Wait, uh, wait. there's only two people. And it's like, there's a room. How did they get in? Well, that that's that's a great question. But the, the but they're, they're running away. Run out, yeah. They're running away. And uh, so he throws the dart, and then the other one says, hey, it might work in some other sports, but trying to have a darts tournament in a bubble was a bad idea. Wait, but, but we can't see the but, bubble. But, but that, no, that's what popped. That's what the pop is. It's I a know, bubble but, popping. But we can't see the bubble in any of them. Well, I understand, but that's what it is. It's being that's He popped it because... The joke, that doesn't matter. The joke is that uh, right now the NBA is having a tournament... In, in the bubble, they call it, because that they just brought all the teams together and quarantined all the teams together for two weeks. Then they started playing, and it's called being played in a bubble. And the joke here is that they are being timely and referring to playing sports in a bubble in the days of COVID. Uh, and uh, it doesn't work in darts because it, they're, they're, they're pretending that it's a literal bubble, which it's not. There's no bubble around the NBA that they're playing in, it's just called that, and that's the joke, is that they're... That, but, uh, but it's not a joke. Well, it is. A, this is supposed to be a joke. It's supposed to be they're playing darts in the bubble, but here yeah. it's a literal bubble okay, as right. opposed to the... Bu- whatever. All right, our next comic of the day is Arlo and Janice by Jimmy Johnson. And this... All right, in this episode, Arlo is flipping burgers with a spatula, and... uh Janice comes out with some condiments, and Arlo goes, what, steak sauce for burgers? And Janice goes, yeah, I thought we'd do something special for Labor Day. The end. Got any idea why that's supposed to be funny? Uh... Nope. Me either. I don't, I guess the joke is that, uh, huh, sauce, fancy sauce is something special there for the, uh, burgers. And also, wouldn't that be kind of gross, you know? No, steak sauce and burgers is fine. It's good. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, and and it's weird because she's got an angry look on her face when she says it. Figured and, we'd do and, something and, special for like, Labor Day. Like, she's mad at Arlo, and Arlo looks, like, sad and defeated when well, she says it. I don't understand what's going on. We can't see his mouth again, so... Yeah, he's up, he looks sad to me. I, as sad as Farley did earlier, and he's just standing there going... Ooh. And that's it. So she, I guess the joke is that uh, it's not that special to have sauce, I guess. But uh, whatever it is, there's a 
there's a mood going on between uh, Arlo and Janos. Something special for Labor Day. Oh, maybe that, that, that. Yeah, that might be it. Maybe maybe she's been emphasizing something special. Where because standing around with Arlo flipping burgers is not a special way to spend your Labor Day weekend. <sighs> All right, our next comic of the day is BC by Mastriani and Hart. In this episode, you you got the ants. We have a rare shot of the ants inside the ant hill for the beginning shot. And the kid's talking to the dad and goes, boy, or mom, I don't know which, and says, seems like everyone's on edge these days. And the parent ant goes, no, it doesn't. Seeing that's the joke is that. Yeah, because he, she, or whatever. He or she, it. It is, uh. It is on edge. It is on edge, right. And by saying it that way, we. Yeah, exactly. So the kid was right. The adult is once again wrong. All right. In this episode, we get past the hilarious pre joke. And then one of the cavemen, the blonde caveman, dives into a, what appears to be a stone igloo. Yeah, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 How? No, it's like a dirt igloo. How it, is that standing? I don't know. That's a great question. It's a, I mean, I understand why a caveman would dive into a cave, but this isn't a cave. It, is, it really is, like, it like really you said, a dirt igloo. <laughs> it's like a dirt igloo that isn't complete. It is an incomplete dirt igloo. That's right, <laughs> which is the worst kind of dirt igloo. The incomplete dirt igloo. So the, the caveman dives into the incomplete dirt igloo and peeps out and he pokes his head out. I have a question. Out. How does he survive that? That would be a major burn. What? That would be a major, like, rug burn. Oh, it would hurt what because... what he's doing. Because he's, like, like, on that... When he's jump, He's, like, jumping into the igloo. Like. Yeah, diving face first into <laughs> the dirt igloo. The incomplete dirt igloo. Uh, and he and then he dives in, and then we see his eyes poking out. And then nope. he pokes out, um, and then he finally at the end comes out and says, "Hey, is election season I have a question. over yet? How long do you think election season is?" Well, well, wait. Let me let, let's hurry up and mm-hmm. hold on. You didn't even let me finish reading it. Yeah, I don't really care. Uh, I don't really care about. Is that election though. season over yet? So then your question is. How long is election season? No, how long do you think it is? You were in there for like five seconds. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. The joke, the joke is supposed to be, boy, it sure. This election sure seems to be taking forever. But, but M's point is, he he, he dove was in. only in there for like five seconds, and then asked, "Is election season over yet?" Yeah, it's like, why would it be over in five seconds? The, the time, unless time is weird in the incomplete dirty igloo. I think that's a great point. Is I uh, see through a clock. It's uh, except I'm pretty sure clocks weren't invented. Well, but neither were elections, so I don't. Yeah. Uh, once again, BC is just full of contradictions and anachronisms. I don't I'm understand. Pretty sure neither were igloos, but yeah. Uh, well, I, I, dirt igloos, maybe. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? So the the joke here is, but the joke is supposed to be, boy, these these elections, man, sure are taking a while. Our next comic of the day is the Argyle sweater by Scott Hilburn. Uh, the Argyle sweater is, is in fact. Not- the far side. There. It's not the far <laughs> side. So in this episode, there's a guy there. It's a. It looks like a, a motorcycle race on dirt. A dirt track race. Does he? That guy have a face? But no, he's wearing a helmet. Oh but, wait, but, what? How big of a helmet do you have, no, dude? No, no, no. See that? That's what the. That's the joke. When I don't want to explain it too much yet, but he's he's got a helmet, but he's also got like what looks like a giant a humpback, I guess, for the lack of a better word, uh, a hunchback, and um, and. Uh, oh, this is horrible. I didn't even know that's what he said. Okay, so so the the commentators in the booth are saying, I'm pretty sure Igor wins this, Jim. And the other guy goes, why do you say that? And the answer is, just a hunch. 
and he's, he's a hunchback, see? But this is made even more hilarious by the, the little title, which is Quasi-Motocross. Quasi-Motocross, because quasi, Quasi-Moto is the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. However you want to say Notre it. Dame. Uh, no, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. What? However you want to say it. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's French. That, well, it, well it, Notre Dame Cathedral is in France. Oh, I thought it was in England. Nope. nope it's, Paris. <laughs> it's in Paris. Uh, so the joke is that, okay, first of all, just a hunch when he says that, the guy has a hunchback. So that's using the word hunch in two separate ways, like for hunchback. It's a homophone. It's, it's, it's like a, it is a homophone. No, not really. I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's not. Okay, whatever. It's not a homophone. It's, anyway, it's the word hunch has two meanings. One is the hunch, like the, the, the bump in like your a back. Homophone. Okay. And then hunch, like I have an idea or a, 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 I feel like something, that's a hunch. And then, of course, quasi motocross. Motocross is a type of race. Quasimodo is the hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, and that's, uh, yeah, that's that's the way those jokes Whew. come from today. Quasimodo cross. All right, our next comic of the day is Mel Lazarus's Mama, which raises the question as to, you know, how is this thing still being produced? But it is. And, this... and also, how did they get to this? Well, yeah, well, let's explain where they, where are they. They're in, like, Mount Everest. <laughs> it is. Look, they do look like they're on Mount Everest. Or whatever. Or climbing a snowy mountain. The whole family is snowing a mountain. And one of the sons... It's snowing a mountain. It's a snowy mountain. You uh, said snowing a mountain. There is a snow... There is snow in the mountain. It's a snowy yeah. mountain. No, you said snowing the mountain. It's snowing on the mountain. <laughs> yes. No. No, it is. There's. <laughs> it's a mountain that has snow on it. No, it's and, not snowing actually. It, well, it's okay. It's not currently snowing. But there is sweat shooting off of people as they climb the cold mountain. <laughs> appear and dressed. Which is weird. Dressed in no way for a mountain um, climb. Like uh, t-shirts and Mama's wearing her usual dress and flat like, hat and the the and the, on the, her the, flat head and, and the daughter's wearing a mini skirt. I don't know. And they're going so mountain climbing is no fun. It hurts my legs. Can we quit? And what was the daughter say? Yes, I'm. Yes, <laughs> I'm not anxious to keep going. Which is kind of my motto <laughs> doing this show. Yes, I am not anxious to keep going, but yet here we are. And then um, Mama says, "Me either. Let's let's take it. Let's take that thought to another level." And then later that day, they're on top of the mountain and mama goes hey whose big idea is is this it's a fake mountain and that no it's yes a, it's it a, is no it's a real mountain no the, the but it's the shortest ice part of it though. yeah but they're on okay so they're on the top of a mountain and that are they though yeah and the, and then but you see but like it already gets to flat ground and like well it's not a very tall mountain and unless those are cities poking up from uh, over the clouds I don't I but don't know. It, who's I whose big idea is this being on top of them I don't understand it was, this they, it was Mama's idea it was Mama's idea well that, that's typical of Mama she blames other people for her for her nonsense but but the joke is. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, they didn't want to keep climbing the mountain. She goes, hey, we should keep climbing the mountain. And they get to the top of the mountain and Mama complains, hey, whose idea is this? But again, I don't understand why they're climbing a mountain, why they're dressed like they are for climbing said mountain. And 
I don't understand the supposed punchline here. Of, Marlo and Janice was better than this. Oh, boy, that is a harsh, <laughs> harsh statement. But, uh, wow, okay. Arlo and Janice was better than this. That's um, that's them's fighting words for pretty much anybody. <laughs> so, there you go. It, it makes no sense to me. I guess it's just Mama is... I guess the joke is Mama is uh, is blaming others for her her bad ideas. Whew. Her next comic of the day is Tom Wilson's Ziggy, uh, and Ziggy's talking to us from a fishing boat. He's in a fishing boat and he's talking to us. And he says, "Fishing might look boring, but really, it's a battle of skill and patience of man versus fish." And he's talking to a fish, well, which is kind of weird. No, he's talking to us, but the fish no, really. is talking to and him. Then he says. And then the fish just pops up and says, Er, you know we ate your bait over an hour ago, right? And that's the joke, is that uh, Ziggy thinks he's in a battle with fish, and he's just being patient, but the truth of the matter is that the fish ate the bait already, and he's just been sitting there Which wasting his time. smart fish. Well, it's a talking fish. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty smart. Yeah, fun. if you think about it, yes. And I, I may be wrong, but it looks like Ziggy's wearing pants. Wait, here, look. It does. He is. He's wearing, I think he's wearing blue jeans or something. That's but good. he's also wearing a shirt and a cape and a... That's, I don't think that's a cape. And a, and a hat. A, I think that's a jacket he, or something. He's wearing very weird stuff for Ziggy. For Ziggy, he is. But, but Ziggy, Ziggy... And a hat. He's wearing a hat. Ziggy, Ziggy's got a red hat. So uh, Ziggy's got on pants and a hat today. So there you go. And, uh, and a cape. It's not a cape. It's yep, it's just yep. a, it's like a like hoodie. <laughs> Ziggy is not wearing a cape to go fishing. Our next coming of the day is Dan Perraro's Bizarro. Um, in this episode, uh, we're at a talent agency. We know that because the the door says Max Bialystock Junior Entertainment Management. And that's funny because uh, I think that's the name for one of the guys in the producers the, that that show. It I is? could be wrong. I think it is, but I could be. I, Bialystock and Bloom. I, I think that's right. I, but anyway, I know that's just I a minor question. tip of the hat. Yes. Why are the why are the authors of this not even on the uh the where it says usually where it, where they are? What? It's not on the top. It, it, well, no, but it's on the door. It just says on the door where they are. Oh. Okay. And, and everybody's wearing a mask. You know, a COVID mask. Even a puppet, and it's well, it's a guy with a ventriloquist dummy. And they're all wearing, and and then the and Max Bialystock Jr. And they're all wearing the masks, and Max Bialystock says, referring to the masks, "I hate these things. I can't tell which one of you is talking." The joke, all right. The joke here is that uh, well, well, your masks move when you talk. They do. You know? they, so that's uh, right. Well, that's a good point. They, your masks do move, but. It would be a terrible ventriloquist act if you couldn't see the ventriloquist or the dummy's mouth because it would be too then easy. Then you're kind of like, oh yeah, you can open your your mouth, like. It, yeah, I mean it, it, that. Yeah, I mean there's there's no if you can't tell whose mouth. It, yeah. Okay, the, whatever. Okay, the joke is that wearing a face mask is would make a ventriloquist also, act. For some reason, that dude's less, sweating. So. Yes, they're all sweating. The the the, the joke is that wearing a a. Uh, a mask would make a ventriloquism act less entertaining, which isn't true because that's not possible. Our next comic of the day is Croc by Bill Retchen and Don Wilder. And uh, in this episode, one of the Florent, French Florent Legion guys is talking to a lady outside a cafe called La Cesspool. 
Le cesspool. Le cesspool. Or maybe it's a pool. No, it's le cesspool. A cesspool is... Uh, French. Which, no. Why would uh, that be invented in Croc's time? No, well, Croc... Well, what, cesspools existed in Croc's time. No, uh, a cesspool. Really. Do, do you know what a cesspool is? Nope. It's where it's where poo water goes to be treated. It just what? sits there. Yeah, it's Seriously? a cesspool. So calling a rest a restaurant la cesspool is means is a terrible thing. But anyway, she <laughs> just tells him to buzz off. So the the poor soldier goes wandering through the desert and goes to the desert sage's cave. We know it's the desert sage's cave because there's a sign desert sage and, and then an arrow. And look, it's, it looks supposed to be a cave, but, but he, what is it? It's like a dirt, an incomplete dirt. <laughs> Igloo Except it's a incomplete sand igloo this time yeah, because they're in the desert. Yeah. And I don't even know how that, I agree. I don't know how that would stand up, but it is. It's an incomplete sand. We, we are, we have a, we, we have a, a plethora of, ig, of igloos today on the show. I think it's, it's because aren't, aren't they the same creators of VCs? No, 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 they're not different, uh, different creators. So oh, I don't know. Maybe it's an international igloo day and I missed that memo. But, uh, anyway, the guy <laughs> says, Oh, I sage, I want you to turn me into a real hot hunk for the ladies. Okay? A real hot hunk. Says, Your wish is granted. Your wish is granted. And then there's a big... Zap! Right. And then the guy is... Uh, well, he's on fire. He's just he's just aflame, burning. He's burnt to cinders. And he says, I, I, I can't believe that he hasn't, like... Burned up. He's not dead. Yeah, because he's 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 clearly on fire and has already burned quite significantly. <laughs> we can't see his colors. No, he, his clothing has clearly been burnt. Is gone, uh, and and the 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 sage says, "Huh, it always feels good to help someone find their dreams." Realize, realize their dreams. Realize how bad their dreams are. Uh, no, well, it doesn't say that, but that's but it implied. Probably is. <laughs> so the joke here, of course, is that he wants to be a hot. For the ladies, which means that he wanted to be attractive to women, but instead he is now literally on fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> which probably you should go to the nearest like water source. But it's now? the desert, so what are you gonna do? I, mean, I know that's, that's a problem, really. <sighs> okay, that's the joke Run there. That the he's side. he's now a hot hunk. Our next comic, our next comic of the day is Dennis the Menace. Uh, this one is entitled "Tough Customer." So Dennis. Is of course at lunch or dinner or, or whatever. Whatever, but I mean, uh, probably gonna with the with the with the with the, the with the Wilsons. So once again, he has been foisted off by his parents on the elderly neighbors next door. One of whom literally hates him, uh, but for yeah. some reason they are. Which one does? Mr. Though? Wilson hates okay. hates Dennis. I and, mean, but he just he's talking to him. It looks like he's mad at the 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 place because he says. Good thing we're not in a hurry. Well, a he's buffet mad at everybody. is fast. Bu- that's true. It, 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 yeah, he, he is angry at everybody. But I, again, I'm, I'm concerned that, that Dennis's parents just don't seem to have any interest in parenting him whatsoever. They just maybe maybe they're they're going out for dinner or something. They're always doing something though. Literally, I mean this this kid spends more time with these two people than he does with his parents. I, I, it's it's upsetting. I mean, and, they should really just get him a pet or something. Uh, they, Except he couldn't handle the responsibility. I think that's true because he is a menace. Uh, I, I think mom's still mad about that soup coming a few weeks ago. Maybe that's it. Okay, so anyway, you're right. Yeah, Mr. Wilson's sitting there upset. He's going, ah, good thing we're not in a and hurry. Maybe buff- last week. A buffet. That's true. A buffet is fast. And then so they, the food comes, and Dennis is going, hey, this is good. And Mr. Wilson goes, yeah, of course it's good. All you eat is chicken nuggets. Meh. 
<laughs> because, and he's putting ketchup on something. Yeah, he's putting ketchup on something, and of course, you know, he's just probably, angry about everything. He probably shouldn't be. And uh, so uh, the waitress comes back and goes, hey, is everything all right? And Dennis goes, oh, believe you me, this guy will let you know when everything's not all right. The joke here is that Mr. Wilson is exceptionally cranky. Our next comic of the oh, day. No. Uh, what? Oh, no. Okay, no, this no, is no. this is so bizarre. This is Mutt's. Um, oh. um, and in this episode, the dog and the cat are lying on the beach. And then what is what happens in the second episode? Okay, so no, I'm not gonna accept this. Um, so there's so they're laying in the sun at the beach, and then um, what is the that? sun just starts coming up to him somehow? I don't know. Yeah, how the he sun does this. The sun comes down from the sky. <laughs> how does he do it? I don't know. No one knows because and uh, it has a nose and mm-hmm. eyes and yep. eyebrows and a mouth. Yep. And it kisses the dog. And then it goes back into the sky and it, has no no face. And then the dog says... Sun-kissed. Sun-kissed. Which is not a good joke. No, it's not. Sun-kissed means, you know, if you're sun-kissed, it's... You've been sunburned. You've been in the sun. You've been gotten a little tan, whatever. Uh, but in this really, case... he would have burned. The, the, not in only reality, would he have... he would have burned. Yeah, if, the, if the sun descended from the sky <laughs> and kissed a dog on the beach... Not only would the dog die, the entire <laughs> earth would be turned into a cinder and we would yes. there would be nothing left. Yeah, so, really. I so, mean, but it's not touching the ground, but you can still see it. No, no if the sun got within a foot of the ground. <laughs> yeah. And how do you see the... You can't see the sun's shadow because it's the sun. Yeah, no. It's what creates yes, the you shadow. you kind of see. There's like a little, I, no, there's a little line of you're, black. You're, no, you're right. <laughs> the sun's shadow is there, but it shouldn't be because what's it? The, the, because the sun is what. Uh, okay. Yeah, but, really. Like the world should explode by now. The, yeah, the world would be like long, long before the sun got to where it was kissing the dog on the face. <laughs> the earth would all life on earth would cease to be. The oceans would have boiled away. <laughs> All vegetation would have burnt. And like, there's like little grass on the beach here that's unaffected. Unaffected by the sun coming down. And of course the cat's not affected. And The cat just kind of looks at him. And the water's still there. This is... The, I think if Neil deGrasse Tyson were to analyze this, he would point out that uh, this, this is not a plausible scenario because uh, the sun... The sun would destroy somehow, us all. And also, how did it get a face? That's what you're worried about—the face on the sun. Kinda. No, well, I'm kind of worried about that. Well, you should be. You're right because it doesn't. The sun doesn't have a face. There's no man in the sun like the man <laughs> in the moon. I'm pretty sure uh, he's not that either. But well, they, well, they call them. You know what I'm saying? There's a man. No, in I the, don't. Uh, the, you've never heard of the man in the moon? Yes, I have. Okay. Well, that, well, there's no man in the sun, and. Either uh, way, unless it's in this panel, except right here, and then this is horrible because the implications of the sun doing this—not only Earth, like the entire solar system—would <laughs> yeah. be destroyed because the planets would now be shooting off in all directions because there's no sun to orbit around. Even if uh, Earth isn't the first uh, to boil and all that, uh, well, it would have to come past Mercury and and oh man, I, I just the planets would be destroyed. They yeah. would go out of orbit. 
the, the like Neptune would fly across the universe and uh, Saturn would just cut open. It would cut planets. open. Yes, yeah, because it has those rings, rings. those razor sharp rings. They would cut open everything. Oh, actually, those are just uh, gases, but whatever. Well, no, they're <laughs> gases and rocks. Okay, fine. Well, you're. I'm. I, I'm not worried about astro the, the, because we, when we reach the point where the sun has a giant red nose and is kissing dogs. We, we can say that Saturn has a razor-sharp ring that would cut open other planets, which would be cool to see, in fairness. I would like but, that would be yeah. a cool thing in a movie for Saturn to just go like a buzzsaw through the galaxy, a-killing planets. <laughs> and then eventually we'll come to Earth oh, hey, of millions. Is there life on Mars? Might have been at one point. Not now. The sun just destroyed it, so we'll never see. <sighs> that. So that's mutts for you. Mutts. Murdering the entire solar system. <laughs> All right, our next comic of the day, which will lift my spirits, is um, oh, oh man, um, and you said it was uh, gonna lift your spirits, and it has done the opposite. It is the Family <laughs> Circus by Bill Keane. In this, oh, this one hurts. In this, in this episode, the family, so, like the family's all sitting, they're all standing. Watching a sunrise, a oh, sunset. I think it's a sunset. Oh, yeah, slowly going on the horizon, and then they, and then just one of the Dolly, kids, yeah, Dolly Do- says, "It's beautiful!" Exclamation point. I hope God reruns this tomorrow. And everybody. And they're all just standing there, amazed at how how wise Dolly is, because she's she's com- she uh, she's comparing. A beautiful sunset with a TV show, and she hopes that, that Wait, God what? will run it again the next tomorrow night. She's hoping for a rerun tomorrow of the lovely sunset that is being this. There is no way anyone ever looked at this and went, "Oh, that is hilarious." That's not. There's no. It's not funny. It's not I inspiring. Bet the it's just. Oh my gosh! I this bet, is. I bet anybody would just say, "Hey, it's beautiful." God would. Reruns this tomorrow. Wow, that's so funny. Nobody would say that. Neither Arlo nor Janice would say that. No, no, Croc would say. It. I would. Man, this makes well, me want to move into an incomplete dirt igloo, close the door, and never see a comic well, strip again. Actually, is what it hopes. Uh, we called it an incomplete because it didn't have a door. Uh, whatever, man. Igloos have- don't have door. There's no doors on igloos. Yeah, even if there no, are finished. No, even, yes, finished igloos don't have doors on them. That's the whole thing yeah, with an igloo. Yeah, but also complete igloos aren't made out of sand or dirt. That's, why are you, <laughs> uh, I, I, that's it. I, this is, I can't. I, I, I bet Dennis I, the Menace would like this. I, 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 just so he could annoy well, her and his neighbors. Mr. Mr. Wilson would not enjoy this, I'll tell you that right now. Finally yeah, today. Because he doesn't like anything. <laughs> finally today, Andy Cap is drunk. This program is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. We're on the web at howlingmonkeyradio.com, where you can find our other shows and content. You can also learn about ways to support our efforts there. You can reach us through our email address, info at howlingmonkeyradio.com.